2: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
3: Hi, guys. Hey. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
1: I'm Agnes Hewitt.
3: Agnes I love Are it. Are you impressed
1: that I keep remembering? It
3: is pretty impressive because it's such a you know your name you say it a lot so it's a force of habit.
1: It's the only place that I say it Where I'm oh, like this, but I mean true. I don't really say my own name ever except for you know
2: when I do this.
3: That's true you don't actually end up saying your name a lot. No, um, I, mean, I do I'm I guess like, when I'm ordering at restaurants and like or Starbucks or something I'll say my name.
1: I'll say my name then and then I, I'll usually I do say Agnes.
3: Nice. Because
1: it's like call me Agnes.
3: Yeah, you're a grown woman.
1: I'm a woman now.
3: And um Aggie is like a, a nickname of like agricultural uh, football schools Texas or something. A&M yes, yeah.
1: And UC Davis, but Texas A M is the big one. Mm. People are constantly asking me if I if my parents went to Texas (laughs) A&M, which they absolutely did not. If, if, um, I'm a Texas A&M fan, if I'm from Texas, I don't really like that part, you know?
3: No. I mean, I think if you, you know, get to know you, you would, it would be pretty evident that you're not, you're not from Texas and your parents didn't go to Texas A&M.
1: No. And I'm like, not a football fan. I'm not any kind of football fan. So
3: no, absolutely not
1: um but anyway it's fine I I'm actually I'm thinking of fully going for it and getting a new email address and everything
3: you have you know a new house a new neighborhood and now a new yet old name I think yeah go for it the email address it is like I mean I guess you could forward your emails from the old address to the new one but it is sort of like a pain in the ass to change your email address
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of want a new one anyway, because I I'm signed up for so many newsletters and shit. It's like my, I don't even, my email is like my regular mailbox now where I'm just like, Oh, what the fuck is in here? And it's just all crap.
3: Yeah. Mine's like that too.
1: It's not a real functional thing. Like I have to search for literally everything. I miss so many emails because it's just all, it's like, there's just so much stuff that I'm getting.
3: Yeah. If I think I'm maybe I'm supposed to like get an email from someone. I will just sort of like every day just search. Cause there's so much garbage coming in. I know that I'll miss it. If I just like look at my inbox.
1: Yeah. It happens all the time. All the time. Uh,
3: yeah. So if any of you guys have tried to email us, we might not respond. So not DM us know. on Instagram. Cause that, that pops yeah, up Yeah, That's
1: sure. pretty, that's pretty cut and dry.
3: Um, we're glad to be back. We were off last week unexpectedly.
1: Unexpectedly and not for any good reason either.
3: You know, just scheduling bullshit. But.
1: Scheduling stuff just happened and it was so annoying. I was so sad. But I'm so happy to be back and to be recording. I had a lot to talk about last week too and um, some of it might make its appearance
3: this week. Yeah, I actually had more. I feel like most of the stuff that is on my list is actually from last week's newsletters. Um yeah, but there is some good, there was some like good goop content hitting the internet this week. Was there? I thought so. Like, um, well, first of all, Gwyneth, this was last week. She was on Jimmy Kimmel's talk show and she she made Jimmy um take the DTF pills live on camera.
1: Oh no. Did he get a boner?
3: Uh I don't think. I think they ended the segment before we could see the results and probably because it was on network TV, they wouldn't have been able to talk explicitly about it. And also these DTF pills are for women, I think. Also, they probably don't work. I'm sure they don't work.
1: And also if they do, I don't think it's like you take it and you're like immediately DTF. I think it's like you know, don't you have, probably have to take it every single day?
3: Yeah, that's the problem like with beer. these uh, these type of herbal remedies is, like, they say that you, yeah, you have to, like, take them every day, basically, for the rest of your life to get any sort of reaction.
1: I think it kind of reminds me of, like, in the olden days, um, like, there used to be, like, this these, like, skeptical, like, I don't know, whatever. I know, I wish I didn't know about this, but I fucking do, like there was this like magician who wanted to prove that um, what's it called? Uh, oh God. Like uh, homeopathic medicine was bullshit. So he like on stage, like took an entire bottle of homeopathic pills and then called the the poison control and was like, told them what he took. And they were like, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a, those are nothing. Yeah. To, like prove that if you like, she kind of did that for her own.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's like, everyone is sort of in on the joke. That these aren't real. Jimmy obviously knows it. Gwyneth knows it. And they are I feel like they're sort of old pals that go back a while. So it's just a nice... And I don't even like Jimmy Kimmel. I guess I like him slightly more than Jimmy Fallon, but the, I have to Oh, say, wait.
1: I was thinking it was Jimmy Fallon. You know what? I actually like Jimmy Kimmel a lot. I think he's really funny.
3: He has a nice energy to him. And I like the, the rapport between him and Gwyneth seems unforced. So I always like when she's on his show more than um, Colbert bugs me. Fallon is like, obviously like a monster.
1: When I was talking about him getting a boner, I was thinking it was Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, I don't think Jimmy Fallon could biologically get a boner because of allegedly the amount of alcohol he consumes. Um,
1: Yeah. I despise him. I despise. Yeah. Unfortunately, Colbert is just like not doing it he's
3: become he's become the thing that he was parodying which is like so it's just like pathetic
1: it's just like they the networks managed to fuck up late night so i'm sorry but like it all goes back to fucking conan o'brien if they had just fucking kicked jay leno off and been like sorry dude you signed a contract go fuck yourself and like, let Conan O'Brien have the Tonight Show. Like, the late night, like, scene would still be respectable. And like, people would still care about it. Mm. But they they didn't do that. They were just, they completely bungled the whole thing.
3: Yeah. And I also just think the sort of format and the way, just network TV in general, it's you're gonna just have like, an older audience, basically. And n- none of them have really found a way to like, reinvent the form for, you know, the streaming era or whatever
1: right except for like because I guess it doesn't really work that way but like the way that it was supposed to work the way it worked with like David Letterman is like the younger audience is more interested in like the greener younger like less more like maybe absurdist or like less conventional like late night host that goes after the tonight show or like after late night or whatever yeah and then they like follow them when they are in the like prime time like spot. Like that's that's the way it normal, like that's how it should work.
3: Sure, but I think just time slots themselves are completely beside the point.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean it doesn't matter anymore. Nobody is watching no that shit, unless you're yeah, unless you're like
3: uh, I mean, like we're
1: a, we don't even watch TV like that anymore. And I we grew up watching.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was honestly never like a big late night person. Um, I mean, I loved SNL and stuff when I was a kid, but the talk shows, like I never, a lot of people got into like Letterman or Conan and stuff. And I, I'd never really cared that much.
1: I was obsessed with Letterman. Um, I love David Letterman and I, I liked Conan, but I was never like one of those like Conan people, Yeah, but I liked him.
3: Uh, Well, anyway, Gwyneth, I like you know I like that's the only literally the only time I ever watch any late night interviews is when she's on, except for actually the one I do watch semi regularly is Watch What Happens Live, but I feel like that's sort of a different thing.
1: That doesn't count. Yeah, because it's actually good. Because
3: it's actually good, and they have interesting people on, like Ramona Singer and Lou Anne
1: And also because it's like the host is like actually like interesting and provocative, and like does unexpected things, and like cares about comedy.
3: Yeah. And he, well, and he also like cares about the people that he has on the show. Like you can tell he's a fan. I mean, that's why I thought back when we were kids, the, the one talk show I really did watch regularly and enjoyed was the Rosie O'Donnell show because you could tell how much she enjoyed talking to these people.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, And Andy sort of has some of that same energy, except he like, he like pushes more buttons, which is fun. He
1: pushes their buttons, but it's like either you get it or you don't yeah
3: and like i'm not a you know i don't like watch it religiously i basically you know will only watch it if there's a certain like you know combination of housewives that i think will have an interesting energy but uh i do watch it occasionally
1: if i'm in a phase where i'm really into housewives and then um like something particularly like interesting happened on one of the shows and then like someone notable will be on it i watch it but I haven't watched Housewives. I really don't watch Housewives anymore.
3: I know it's very sad for you.
1: It's sad for me. <laughs>
3: uh, you're not even going to watch. I, I haven't started yet, but there's the um, the Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is like a like an all stars cast on an island.
1: Hasn't that been your fantasy for years?
3: Mm, I mean, I think like a lot of people have talked about it as a possibility, but it it has actually started, and I'm I think there's been like four episodes. I haven't watched it yet, and I was not super excited when i heard about it because it seemed it seemed like sort of uh created like not not super organic the premise didn't seem very organic but i've heard from people that it is actually very entertaining so i uh, am gonna probably start it this weekend who's on it it's it's a lot of like alpha housewives this season so it's like Teresa, kyle ramona and luann Uh, Kenya and Cynthia and I might be missing maybe Melissa or something so it's like sort of the the I mean Ramona's insane but like aside from her it's more of the like the the leaders of the groups
1: Luann is insane
3: well sure I mean they're all insane in their own way but I'm saying this this cast is not going to be as chaotic as I think they've already shot a second season with like taylor armstrong and dorinda and brandy glanville and um
1: that sounds really hard to watch and
3: and the second season takes place at bluestone manor at dorinda's berkshire's uh cabin so they're
1: like dorinda bone
3: yeah 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 i think she's gonna i mean that this is her new yeah i don't know that she's coming back to housewives so i think this is like her new thing
1: i still, still i still hate dorinda sorry
3: i you know i'll hate someone on the show and then if i don't see them on screen for five minutes i'll start missing them
1: um yeah honestly that season sorry i feel like we're talking about housewives too much but (laughs) i also don't um i feel like that season where it was just really sad like there was like there were like five of them and it was just Dorinda being a total bitch yeah. to fuck um, Tinsley the entire time, like going so far, but also just like, it just felt so small. Like it didn't feel like, I mean, I guess it might've been COVID, but like, I don't know. It didn't like most, usually the housewives, it feels like this like sprawling universe where like, they're all over the place. And like, I don't know, this just felt very like these same old women doing the same things over and over again i don't know i just couldn't deal with it and new york was the only one i ever really watched anyway
3: part, yeah part of part of it was covid i think and the small cast and then the season the last season after the season was even sort of more claustrophobic and uh, non essential and now i think they're completely retooling the show and they're going to skip a year is what i've heard cuz they would they would normally be start starting to film now and um cuz they usually do it like over christmas And I think they're skipping this year. So hopefully that means, you know, New York will return to its former glory at some point. I do really think they need to cast Kat Marnell, bring back Tinsley, have Leah. I was just
1: about to say that. Like, I don't want them to fire any of the old, like I want all the old people to still be there. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that they're missing, like those people are out there. We know who they are. And like Kat Marnell needs to be on that fucking show.
3: Yeah, cast like, Anna and Dasha, (laughs) like seriously, like this is, I want, I want like Upper East Side versus Dime Square, like generational divide of New York society.
1: I mean, yeah, but like those girls like are like the society, they're not girls anymore. First of all, they're all in their forties and like, they're like the society women of like, that's it. Like, that's what happened. Like they grew up and now they're, now that's, now they're the old hags. Yeah, exactly. So they need to be the fucking housewives.
3: <laughs> and uh, I'm not
1: saying hags in a bad way. I'm their same age.
3: Oh sure, sure. No hags. As, um, I think uh women have reclaimed the word hag. For sure. Have we? I think so. Um uh
1: I'm yeah, I'm the same age as uh what's her name?
3: Leah tinsley yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: i'm a little i'm a couple years younger than leah yeah i
3: think leah's like my age um but it is it is sort of jarring to see housewives that are like substantially younger than you also because they are so they're always like so made up and they like He's they. Younger than you. uh a couple of the people on potomac like ashley and candace for sure younger than me um
1: i'm not watching housewives where they're younger than me the 37 is the cutoff i feel like you have to be 37 to be a housewife
3: the a couple of the new girls on or at least one of the new girls on orange county gina is definitely younger than me
1: orange county is always remember the first season they had that girl oh
3: joe de la rosa yeah yeah anyway okay guys Mm -hmm. we need to pivot Mm -hmm. uh there was a really nice article on at the the new yorker um by nomi fry the cultural critic about sex love and goop
1: was it good yeah were we too mean about it huh were we too mean about it
3: no i well i think we i stand by all of the things that we said like i
1: I you i don't know but people
3: really are into it in a way that like i guess i just am not into this genre of show in general and so i don't think it was meant for me but it seems like People that like these sort of self-help or like sex shows did find valuable things in it. So
1: I found it deeply, deeply disturbing. Um, I really did not enjoy watching that show.
3: No, I didn't either. I mean, as I said before, thank god for one and a half speed on Netflix. Uh, but I do I do highly respect Nomi Fry's um taste she is like a regular on uh, a couple of podcasts I listen to and she's like a good writer
1: I just like didn't I don't know I feel like yeah I feel like it's just like there's a part of my brain that just like doesn't really connect with that like sexual pathology stuff it's just like not I just don't I don't understand it
3: yeah um, but it's, it's, it's a, an article that's worth reading. And I think it was a, a lot of people are finding, uh, something to connect with in the fact that there are like, you know, imperfect naked bodies on the show and people are getting vulnerable. And so I, under, I understand that, but yeah, not for but us. But they
1: did that on the last one too. They all showed their vaginas and... I, I,
3: I think... Uh, Well, which, what she's saying, and I think what the, the, the sort of consensus of why this is more successful than the first season is because all of the quote unquote regular people in the first season were employees of Goop.
1: Yeah. And so
3: it also, that, that created sort of a a barrier to entry of like, well, you're like a psychopath anyway, if you work for Goop. So why should we care what you think? Whereas I don't think it's that different because these are people who they don't work for Goop, but they like signed up to be on a Goop show. So is it that different?
1: I mean, they're definitely I did they didn't seem like very goop people to me.
3: Mm, no, most of them did not. You're right, yeah, yeah,
1: Um The only one who seemed like she might read goop was that one who um
3: The German you know,
1: woman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some kind of goop energy, but the rest of them seemed pretty normal. I And it was like, insanely vulnerable to like see people do this stuff on TV. But I don't, I didn't like, I don't, I that made me really uncomfortable. Like I don't wanna see people doing that on TV.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you that like there, I, I understand why people might get something valuable out of seeing people so vulnerable like that. But for me, yeah, the TV is definitely not the place for that. Like I like, if I, I don't know but then i you know we were talking about real housewives and i mean yeah, I, guess- I don't
1: want that either like i just anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> but i did for a long time and we were talking about it for a long time yeah
3: so <laughs> you're I like i'm gonna really- talk about the show for a half hour and yet i have not watched an episode in a year
1: well i haven't watched it in a while mm. um yeah i feel like I, I don't know maybe i'm just like on a not off reality tv right now or something i
3: don't know yeah I, I mean that's fair it's like a it's a snake pit of insanity i don't blame but you. i haven't
1: been into like any shows like i don't know whatever we don't need to talk about tv all day no they've all been shitty i think this new season of you wasn't very good But
3: oh I, we're gonna have to argue about that because i thought this was the best season yet of you
1: i'm like see to me i'm just like i feel tired watching it where i'm like i don't want to deal with these people and their fucking kids
3: (laughs) (laughs) no i guess i just like it was like a slightly different dynamic than the first two seasons and i appreciate it and i thought that the girl the the main woman on the show is like super she's great so i i I liked the sort of switch up that they did but yeah and i'm very excited spoiler alert if you haven't seen you the fourth season there's a sort of a hint as it that the next season is going to take place in Paris and um and it would be fun to have a you Emily in Paris crossover episode what if
1: they end Emily in Paris by having Joe
3: kill? kill I mean yeah. net like they have to like they have to do that it would, it would, <laughs> that
1: would be so great if
3: I mean like Mar- like all these giant corporations have these extended universes and Netflix is the one that like doesn't have that IP so like make it do it have Joe Kill Emma like and end both shows that way. I mean, how gene that's genius. Yeah. Anyway. It's
1: perfect. Netflix.
3: Yeah, they know, they know. They're gonna do it if they can.
1: Yeah. If
3: they can get what's his face, fucking Darren star on board.
1: Are you gonna watch the new Sex in the City?
3: Yeah, I will. I mean, I like was definitely like in and out on Sex in the City. Um, and I haven't revisited it since it ended, but like I know I know the characters enough to like enjoy whatever the new. Garbages.
1: i just want to see like how they write samantha off i i the i all of these pictures that keep getting posted on instagram have been obviously kind of like okay whatever yeah i mean
3: sarah jessica parker's outfits are like more and more insane but that's that's the fun that's part of the fun yeah i'm curious to know sort of how self-aware their the writing is going to be about like how out of touch their version of New York was and like, is it going to address, I mean, I think it will be to some extent they're going to have to like comment on the original tone of the show, but maybe not, I don't know.
1: I don't think they're going to comment on anything. I think they're just going to do the same shit.
3: But like Cynthia Nixon is, you know, an avowed socialist in real life. Like she'd like, they're, they know that there's, and I mean, I think Sarah Jessica Parker is a pretty like smart person. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm giving it too much credit.
1: I don't think, I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be like, they're like, how did we get so old? We used to be pretty girls, but we still can dance and then they're going to like fucking go on dates and like, have fights with each other yeah so it'll it'll be like
3: grace and frankie but with sex in the city
1: yeah
3: which is fine i'll
1: watch it
2: I'll
3: watch it. and i'm i'm more excited about cynthia nixon's other project on hbo the gilded age um that's like a period drama with her and uh christine baranski
1: <laughs> oh that sounds really good
3: uh yeah it's like um i don't think it's based on an actual like Henry James or Edith Wharton book. Like I think it's like a it's
1: just like it's just like inspired. Yeah, by yeah I
3: think it's just like inspired by that type of genre, which I like. So that's cool. And it's HBO, so I imagine they're it's not gonna be a straight, like it'll be a little more pizzazz than like your average old, Exactly. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> um one more quick little goop piece of news. Uh if anyone, you know, doesn't know, obviously the goop cruise came and went these last few weeks and some poor journalist like wanted to write an article about her experience on the goop cruise but then it sort of like backfired because she went on the cruise and literally no one else on the boat even knew that it was a goop cruise really (laughs) yeah because they just were like oh it was just a regular celebrity cruise um and they were like oh this is a goop cruise but like she so she was like oh I'm gonna do all these things and like meet all these like crazy goop people and then she went on the cruise and she's like oh everyone is just literally in flip-flops like doing regular cruise stuff and
1: I would be so pissed if I went on a goop cruise and that was what I found
3: yeah and like so they still had like a psychic or whatever on board but apparently like she would do like the the workouts or like the the readings and no one was and they would just do it in like the weird sort of sub terrarian lounge areas of the cruise ship and like no one else came to any of the um the, the only person who went
1: was the journalist
3: well she said there were like a few other women like because they would advertise it on the cruise while once you were there so she had like a few other people ended up like going to the psychic reading and the workout cruise but they had no idea what goop was they were just like doing a cruise activity and like she's literally spent an entire week on the ship and she didn't meet one other person that was there because of goop
1: I mean, I do feel like that's breaking
3: news. Yeah. Like how much, I mean, how, I, I don't even know what the economic, like did, was Goop like spending money or like, were they trying to make money? I don't understand like what the sort of synergy I mean, between I, celebrity cruises and Goop was.
1: I guess their idea is that like, they were obviously trying to make money, but like.
3: Like did they get it, a, did they get like a kickback from every time a, like a ticket was sold that was like, oh, we're buying this because of Goop. I, I don't. Know. Or
1: like, if you went through their like affiliate link yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe. Or, I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't understand the cruise industry, but I never probably will, and I'm really glad that I didn't go on that cruise. Actually, I'm actually I now I kind of want to go on it more. Well, actually. now
3: cruises are. So, I mean, this one still is like a steal. It was like $900 per person for like an entire week. So I think that's like a I'm pretty and like I saw a a commercial for a carnival cruise that was like cruises started like $200 it's like I mean it's truly for like the lowest of the low at this point that's me yeah exactly yeah Uh,
1: the bottom of the barrel and like if I could go on a goop cruise I know that nobody else there is gonna have know what goop is and I'll be the only one at the goop events and I'll be like the goop queen of the cruise I would totally do that
3: I just feel like part of the charm, like part of what you're paying for is to be in that goop atmosphere with other insane people. And if you don't get that, then it's like, what's the point? And I mean, the the original plans for the like the pre-pandemic goop cruise that never was to be was like so elaborate. It was like a private ship. It was costing like tens of thousands of dollars. It was like, you know, Gwyneth and Elise and like everyone was like gonna be there. And then now it's literally just like, Nothing.
1: It's like someone does yoga with you in a basement on a cruise ship where you're surrounded by like people who don't know what goop is.
3: I mean, you would feel like you were starting to go crazy if you were on a goop cruise and no one and then also like it was such a half-assed thing because like you didn't even get like goop meals, like you were just eating from the buffet like everyone else. Mm,
1: That's a huge problem. So
3: it's like what I mean, the goop, I guess there were these activities which are goop affiliated, but like your experience on a cruise has like is in no way connected to like a goop lifestyle.
1: That's disappointing.
3: But then honestly, if I was on a cruise, I would rather like eat from like a chocolate fountain and like have, you know, all you can eat like coconut shrimp than goop food anyway. So I don't know.
1: I mean, of course, if given the option, there's no way in hell I would take the goop food over fucking, yeah, a fondue fountain. I mean, that's just not gonna (laughs) happen. I would like to think it would, but I mean, let's let's get real.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cruise is just, it's such a, a mark of like, it's like allowing yourself to be super decadent. And so I think like the goop sort of ethos sort of goes against the very concept yeah. of cruising.
1: It does. So I don't know. Contradictory the terms. I think it was a it
3: strange theory. pairing to begin with. And now it's it is a
1: strange pairing. Yeah. It is a strange pairing,
3: but, but you
1: know, whatever.
3: If anyone wants to read, that article it is on a website called insider and it's called Mm -hmm. goop through a cruise and no goopies came sad (laughs) i hope at least insider paid for this cruise for her so she didn't like shell out her own but but she's probably freelancing she probably fucking paid for it all herself
1: no i'm sure so someone i'm sure she didn't have to pay for it
3: i don't know if you like are a freelancer and you're just pitching an article like they're not gonna pay for you
1: i think i think they will I i don't think you have to pay for your own cruise
3: unless you were like, I already did this and I want unless to write about it. Unless you just went and did it yeah. and then sold the article. Check out it. But
1: I mean, that sounds like a bad idea. It sounds like a bad investment.
3: Yeah. I, don't
1: she got paid, I mean, like, I don't know what these things pay, but like, I think they pay like really bad. But oh think- yeah.
3: She probably got paid like $75 to write this article. So, <laughs> I mean, I think what happened probably was she took a vacation on a goop cruise and then she was like, oh, I should write an article. I don't think it was like an investment in her career.
1: Who wrote this?
3: Um, someone, I mean this, yeah, this isn't like Condé Nast in the nineties where they were giving, it's a a woman named Julia Naphtalin.
1: Let's see. Well, you know what? I really don't, I'm not going to, I don't care. Um, and I don't care if she got paid How? I don't care what happens. (laughs) I might read the article though. Uh,
3: anything else before we get to the old lists?
1: Oh, she's a senior reporter at the Insider covering. Okay.
3: So I guess she's not a freelancer. So uh, maybe they paid for it.
1: And she's, they definitely pay for it. I I am, HO.
3: Well, now I'm just jealous. Yeah. I was acting all superior to this poor woman who, but now she's like she got a free cruise out of it. So, the joke's on me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it.
3: All right. Uh, so we're sort of covering a little bit of this week, a little bit of last week. Yeah. What was your best?
1: Okay. So my best is like still up in the air. I'm not hundred percent sure. Probably isn't going to go anywhere, but, and I probably have actually waited too long at this point, but nobody took me up on my offer to buy my shoes. It's fine. (laughs) Nobody has to. I did email Goop. I First of all, I did purchase already another pair of the shoes. Mm -hmm. So now I have two.
3: So now you're out two pairs of shoes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They offered to take them back. Even though I told them I wore them. I don't have forever to do this. Time is getting short. My fear is they will not take them back or they'll be like mad at me when I send them back and they see like just how worn these shoes are because I wore them for one day, but this was a long, long day. This was like a set day. This was, I was on my feet all day. This was like a 12 hour day. So it wasn't, it was like, yeah, I wore them one day, but like, I really was like wearing those shoes that day
3: yeah well no. I mean they used they said you could send them back so I wouldn't feel bad like send them I mean that. I didn't really
1: I was like I wore them once and they really hurt my feet
3: yeah then that, I think that's fine like they I'm sure that happens all the time they're fine don't think about. okay I'm just gonna do it yeah don't think do about it. the feelings of the goop people it's not
1: well I'm just scared that they're gonna be like I like this was a disgusting COVID violation like you're disgusting fuck you you scammer but I already bought the other pair so I feel like they should they yeah. know I'm not like them
3: you literally already bought another pair so you're fine
1: all right so i'm going to send them back i'll tell you guys how it goes i'm also going to have to put them in the shoe box of the new pair that i got because i already threw the old pair old
3: i think out. yeah that's very common when with returns you know, could probably gosh. even just drive to the old country martin give it to them Shut there
1: them. yeah i i don't want to make eye contact with anyone who sees the shoe. uh
3: well. So that was your best potentially I mean, yeah, returning like a shoe
1: Good news that like, I can return yeah. my shoes,
3: you I, know,
1: and until like the Goop returns department, like they really do. I feel like Goop customer service. Like they come through, you know,
3: it's yeah. I think they have, they have good customer service. Partially because they care partially because I don't think it's like a super high volume thing. Like, I don't know that there's like thousands of requests every day. It's not, I don't know.
1: Who knows they have a lot of
3: time on their hands. <laughs>
1: I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know how, I don't know how any of it works.
3: And yeah, I haven't, I mean, I haven't bought anything recently from them, but I I don't think that the supply chain issues have really affected Goop. Like, is it taking-
1: I don't think the supply chain, I don't think that they're gonna be
3: affected. like not it's real at all, right? This is another media creation.
1: I have no idea. I don't want to talk about it. I, is it real? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I don't know what to believe. Although I did try to order a salad from Mendocino Farms yesterday on DoorDash and they canceled the order. And then I was like, I called and I was like, can you tell me what happened? And they were like, the restaurant was out of everything you wanted.
3: Uh, Oh, interesting.
1: Isn't that interesting? So maybe there is a supply issue, supply chain issue.
3: I, yeah, I haven't had one instance where anything my little heart has desired has not been fulfilled.
1: <laughs> but, you know, you never know. It's like yeah. uh, they, they could have been lying. Like it could
3: have been whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. People, I guess. Huh. Interesting. I've, I've never, never ordered anything from Mendocino Farms.
1: Um. Well. Have you been there just never ordered it? No,
3: know. I've never even. I mean, I've heard of it. I've just never. Like, I don't think there's one around here and I, I don't know. I've just never been to one.
1: Well, if you're ever in an urban yeah. <laughs> environment <laughs> and you want a nice salad, yeah. I recommend- I have that. actually,
3: I think someone had ordered it during some sort of work or group setting. And I, so, I think I've eaten at a medicine sandwich at some point.
1: It's very, it feels very work-like. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's why I'm like- more
1: like, even than like a sweet green, I'd say. Sure. It, it's like a corner. It reminds me of like Corner Bistro or whatever that place was called corner I don't agree
3: yeah I guess I mean the, all those places are the same I know like in New York there's just a million of those sort of officey places it's one of those places yeah. but
1: That's, it's actually pretty good pretty
3: good all right my best I can actually speak eloquently about this because my best was two vegetarian main dishes that they put in their n- newsletter last week it's like holiday vegetarian main dishes. It says vegetarian dishes that can be the main event. And I actually made two of them this past week. Oh, that's huge. So this is sort of a, a best and also a thing I did try. Okay. Um, so the first one was, well, the first one I made last weekend was a curried sweet potato pot pie. Okay. And so it's basically, um, you're making like a samosa filling. With puff pastry on top and 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 baking it like a pot pie. This
0: recipe,
3: yeah, you you're doing so it's a samosa, classic samosa except you're substituting sweet potatoes for regular potatoes, mixing it with cauliflower and peas, um, a bunch of spices, and so you're like making the filling on the stove, and then you're putting the filling in like a pie plate, and then you're putting puff pastry on top of the filling, and then popping it in the oven it was good it was good yeah so it, it it's sort of like it's a both of these recipes honestly were like a few too many steps for mm-hmm. a quick weekend weekday meal but i guess yeah they're supposed to be like holiday special occasion meals so i guess we can't hold that against them yeah um the the filling was tasty i did have to add i mean this is sort of a par for the course in any goop recipe, but I had to add about like twice the fat and twice the amount of spices and and four yeah. times the salt for it to okay. actually be edible. Okay. But once like, cause it's like, it's like, you know, a pound of sweet potatoes, like a whole cauliflower, like a ton of peas. And then it's like a quarter teaspoon of, uh, you know, cumin, a quarter teaspoon of garam masala, um, a half a teaspoon of salt and like one tablespoon of, uh, ghee. And then I tasted it and I was like, Oh, this literally tastes like nothing.
1: That has been a problem with them that I guess I never realized, because I don't think I ever measured like the seasoning in most of their recipes. I think I just sort of like put it in if if it calls for it, just like put in however much. But I made a very similar, a recipe with a very similar like flavor profile, like those same spices. It was from the clean plate and it was just really simple. It's just like you just dice up chicken, dice up cauliflower, you mix like garam masala and uh fucking uh cumin and like whatever like garlic or something with like oil and like you mix it all together yeah. and you just put it on a sheet pan it's like super simple um but I did measure out and put the amount that they said which I normally don't do and I was like this tastes like shit like I, I mean it didn't taste like shit it was good but it was like like after I took it out I had to like put like a lot of salt on it and so.
3: Yeah. It's just ended up being really bland. And I maybe that's sort of like the audience they're going for obviously is like a very sort of, I don't know if it's an unadventurous palate. I don't know, I, but I fixed it. Like if you, if you sort of know how to cook, you can adjust the seasonings to your liking. So it ended up being really tasty. Yeah.
1: And all, like we always say about these group recipes, they all require like some adjustment yeah. because like either they'll call for some dumb ingredient that you don't actually need that like is just some sort of like flexing or they will yeah like not have enough seasoning or whatever whatever the thing is like you can just adjust it but but it'll still be good it'll still be the thing that you're making yeah
3: and i i think maybe like my taste buds are so blunt like i'm i mean i think the places like new york times cooking or bon appetit or whatever like allison roman they're pretty like heavy on the seasonings and like like really sort of like you know, acid forward, briny, spicy things, and so goop is very much more of like a, you know, like cooking light, Southern living, Martha Stewart vibe.
1: Definitely. <laughs> so
3: I think I yeah I just had to, and also the, the garam masala I had was I think a little old, so I think I it probably wasn't like as fresh. I probably had to put more because it was it had started losing its taste. So, yeah. you know, but it ended up being really good. It was like a a, a good amount. Like it helped. It, held, it uh, served us for like two full dinners. Nice. And I, man, frozen puff pastry, you can just get frozen puff pastry at, you know, Trader Joe's or any grocery store. Yeah. It fucking makes everything so good. You can just put that shit no, on top of anything.
1: I love anything. a fucking beef Wellington. Oh. oh my God. Trader Joe's has the best frozen beef Wellington.
3: Oh, I've never tried it. I got to no.
1: We had it last year for... I think we might've had it on Thanksgiving instead of Turkey. Cause mm. it was like quarantine. That shit was so fucking good. We were like losing our minds.
3: Any, I mean, anything wrapped like beef Wellington or like, um, the like baked brie in a puff pastry, all that stuff yeah. is so like, I would just eat everything wrapped in puff pastry,
1: wrap it in puff pastry.
3: And like, this is truly, I mean, it's very, especially if you go by the goop recipe, it's extremely healthy. Like it's all vegetables, very little fat. And then you just get to have a little treat on top. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Um, Okay. And so the second recipe, which I made two nights ago and serves, I think like six to eight, because we have had it for two nights of dinner and we still have leftovers, is the smoky sweet baked pasta with butternut squash and poblano peppers. Oh
1: boy, that sounds
3: So this is a a genre of food that I feel like has been underexplored that I like. I like to cook in these sort of quasi-Italian, quasi-Mexican combo flavors. Okay. But I feel like no one, I don't know, no one has really like articulated this type of fusion. And I'm happy that goop is sort of taking the plunge and not apologizing for it yeah because i like one of my sort of go-to recipes that i just made up is like making pasta and then just putting a bunch of like cilantro and sour cream and salsa on the pasta
2: Ooh, and it's just so
3: good it's just like pasta that tastes mexican I, don't, I mean it's like i don't know am i gonna get canceled for saying that it's just really yeah, good you're
1: um remember our fantasy about making savory whipped cream
3: That's yes. So it's like it yeah. doesn't
1: remind him when you said you put sour cream on pasta.
3: It's like so good.
0: Um, but yeah, savory whipped cream. Oh so this God. this sort of yeah
3: this takes that uh that concept and like makes it into a real recipe. And and again, like like the pot pie, this is just too many steps for like a normal night.
1: Yeah. But it is a special holiday. But it's a special.
3: Yeah. That's what I have to remember. And it, again, it ends up being good. So, and this one is not like healthy at all. Like this is a real recipe. Yeah. So you, yeah. you first have to put, cut up a butternut squash um, just like lengthwise, put it on a sheet pan with some poblano peppers and like garlic and onions, and then just like, roast that whole shit for an hour Mm. then you're what my mistake what you're supposed to like let it cool completely i was too impatient and i like burned myself and like didn't because then you're supposed to like peel the peppers and scrape all the meat off of the squash and like when it's too hot you just sort of can't do that well so mine was a little a little messy but then you put the squash and the garlic and the onions and um some pasta water oh and then yeah you're you're um you're boiling pasta while you're doing this and you basically mm-hmm. make a sauce with the, the pureed butternut squash. And then mm-hmm. you take the pasta, you put the cut up poblanos in, you put the squash sauce, and then um, pepper jack and gouda cheese. Oh, and then you're also in the sauce, you're also adding sage and chipotle. So it's again, it's okay. that- this
1: sounds honestly a little all over the place. It's a little, <laughs> it is.
3: I mean, it's it's Italian and Mexican. Like it's two, it's, so it's sage and chipotle, okay. combination that no one didn't, no one, really thought about before then you're doing yeah. pasta you know then you're doing your poblano and your butternut squash so it's very you can tell you could see where the idea came from gouda pepper jack to culture i mean i guess gouda is not italian anyway so you put all of that shit in um uh whatever in like a dutch oven and then you bake it and then it's a cheesy butternut squash pasta
1: it sounds really good it's
3: pretty good again i'd add way more salt than they said to yeah but uh, yeah, it was tasty.
1: It sounds really good. And it sounds really involved.
3: it it is it's not it takes a while you're like most of the time you're just like letting it sit in the oven. so it's not it's not super high intensity as far as prep goes, but like it does like I started it around four o'clock and I we didn't eat dinner till like seven. so oh that's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not ideal on like a Wednesday night.
1: Sure. Sure
3: um so yeah that was my best two good recipes there's a third one in this article that i haven't tried yet that's like um it's like spicy rice and lentils with greens and garlicky yogurt which looks really good too so i want to try that one as well all right what was your worst
1: you know i really didn't have a worst i mean i just didn't like i sort of was taught thinking about how it's weird that they're like all of these, like, do you ever notice how there are these like serums and like all this shit on goop that you like, don't you never heard about before. It's not like a worst worst. Cause I was like pretty cool with this newsletter, but like, I was just like perusing the fucking store as I do And then there's this thing called like a Floor Vibrante Serum. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. It's not like, I don't have a problem with this serum. I just, I feel like there's so much on goop that I just don't know what it even is and I feel like they do so much with trying to like educate the public about their wares but it's really like so limited to just these like handful of things that we hear about constantly mostly from their own line but like also from like a handful of other lines that they like promote a lot and then they have all this other shit that just seems like it's sitting there I just find it confusing it is
3: weird when you're seeing yeah like a million articles a year like How many times can they fucking talk about, you know, Barbara Storm or Vintner's Daughter or, you know, Goop Glow when then you'll, yeah, go to their website and there's like this random thing. Like,
1: and it's like, is it even good or why do they never talk about it? I don't know. It's just, I'm like, I find it, I just think it's weird.
3: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I would like to learn about these other, especially, I mean, just for variety, if nothing else. And yeah, then it's like, are you standing behind these products if you're never talking about them?
1: It's just it's just weird because it's like, you know, how am I going to know about this stuff?
3: I think that they, I mean, I really do think like, I don't think that there's like pay to play or whatever, but like they are obviously like friendly with a lot of the people that run these companies. So I think if you're not in, you know, if you're not in the cool, the cool crowd, you're not going to get the coverage.
1: Right. That, it must be something like that.
3: But yeah, then why are they stocking? I mean, I think as, you know, Goop itself manufactures more and more products, there's going to be like less and less sort of outside things so at, at one point maybe you know we're only going to be able to buy goop stuff i wouldn't mind i mean yeah like because you can get that's all i
1: buy from them anyway pretty much
3: yeah because you can get everything else like faster or cheaper other places so most of it and pretty soon you're going to be able to buy goop products everywhere too
1: i mean you already can't and people all oh, like people constantly are sending us like when they find it at like tj maxx or marshall's or something like it's and it happens all the time like not all the time it's like a very exciting thing and please tell us every time you find it but like it happens you know it's out there so it's not just it's it's out there
3: i think that specifically was like a discontinued level of um what not hyaluronic acid whatever the gly- yeah, glycolic the acid yeah that they don't sell anymore wait
1: it's a discontinued level of yeah because they mean?
3: when they started doing the glycolic pads they would do like a 15 percent and a 5 percent, but oh, really? no one was buying the 5 percent. so those yeah, i think would want 5%. yeah that was the one that they were selling at um at tj maxx
1: um yeah well that makes sense
3: yeah i mean i guess that's what the I mean, whole i
1: would still buy it if i found it at tj maxx sure. no matter what But you can get goop stuff like on Sephora too. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I have a worst. Okay.
3: It is a jacket sold on goop designed by Sia. Okay. And it's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. Wait, I probably will like it. (laughs) So think of Sia. Yeah. Of what she looks like and dresses like, and then think of a jacket. I mean,
1: she looks like a big blonde Bob
3: yeah so okay and I I think I have a a poor opinion of Sia in general as a person and as a pop star why after, well after especially I didn't watch that movie but like she she directed that movie oh, about she made
1: that stupid movie. The,
3: um, the like autistic girl and like fe- yeah. like fetishized sort of autism and it had, it had a lot of, I was listening to people talk about it, had a lot of like racial issues that were problematic she basically like bullied her um her protege Maddie Ziegler into like doing the movie after she didn't want to do it there have been accusations and I'm saying this this is alleged 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 accusations of Sia possibly grooming Maddie and sexually abusing her
1: wait from Maddie
3: she has never said anything but there's questions about the their relationship allegedly She's
1: that, okay allegedly. well
3: And now I believe that they no longer have any sort of personal or professional relationship after the disaster of this movie. So, and so all this said, this is the background that I'm coming into seeing Sia.
1: But you knew about Sia before the movie. See, to me, the movie is like kind of a minor thing. Like the movie is kind of a joke. And I was like, Oh, that seems like not a good movie, but like Sia is like a musical artist. And I also feel like it's possible that like, you know, she's, better at one thing than something else
3: oh sure sure and she's written some like good pop songs i don't i mean she has a good voice like blah 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 i just think as a person i think there's some i don't know she she strikes me as a very troubled person i'll say that okay but after the disaster of this movie called music also
1: i feel like i'm sorry i just have to say i feel like the movie I feel like it wasn't like the cultural disaster to every like to me it was like a minor like eye roll situation it wasn't like a career defining disaster it was just like oh see I made this dumb movie and like and then it like I got... I don't know if it even came out yeah it came and
3: that's, like, it came out it got Golden Globe nominations Kate Hudson shaved her head and got a Golden Globe nomination playing like a wow. drug addict who falls in love with a it's... African man dying of AIDS
1: it's just not my like it's just, like, not what I think about when I think about Sia.
3: No, I get Even that. Even
1: it was, like, not... I mean, I didn't see it or, like, want to see it, but I was just, like... I thought it was, like, kind of funny, and then I forgot about it.
3: I do want to watch it. I uh, I do want... Maybe, maybe we should do that for a bonus episode sometime. <laughs> that would be fun. But anyway, so... Again, no one can make money making music in this stage of late capitalism, so all of these people are doing all this shit. So her next, I guess career move is to design this jacket and send it to Gwyneth Paltrow for her to put it on goop
1: can you send me the jacket oh yeah um I mean you don't have to if you're in the middle uh, of it I just want to see it now uh
3: so here I'll send it to you um she in this jacket I mean despite my reservations about Sia as a person this jacket is just really ugly it's like this it's sort of like halfway between a jacket and a like a it's like a puffer jacket and a scarf together that doesn't close and it's two thousand dollars did you get the yeah
1: yeah I got it it's like expanding what you thought a jacket could do but I actually kind of like the jacket I mean I see the scarf thing I'm like I don't know if I need all that and I don't
3: have two thousand dollars so it's It says it's basically a big wearable blanket with sleeves, a built-in scarf and a secret arm pocket that's sized just right for keys, cards and cash. It's cozy. It's chic. It goes over pretty much everything in your closet. I mean, it's like, what are those Snuggies? It's like a $2,000 Snuggie that you wear out of the house. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not exactly a Snuggie, but it has the, I can see the comparison, like, it opens and it like goes it's not like a blanket you just like put over your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it does look like it does have like it does kind of look like a quilt or something or like a comforter a little bit
3: and I guess it just doesn't seem very goopy or stylish like it's expensive so in that respect it 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 fits in perfectly with what goop sells but it's like it just seems like I don't know I don't see Sia as like should be like in the same league as Gwyneth I guess and it's like if you're still well, you're
1: still you're really upset about the movie i, I like, really
3: just don't like her and i really think she's like a disturbed possibly satanic person and so allegedly no,
1: wait, i don't understand why you hate i don't want to even
3: can't, go into I details just just google see a maddie Ziegler relationship and i don't want to get sued here
1: okay okay i i trust you um I trust
3: you. but okay. i just have a i i have a good i think i do have a good judge of character about people and I just get an extremely dark energy from this woman
1: do you really okay no that's good you like me right
3: no I hate you Aggie. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this fucking well, podcast with like you for you six know, years
1: sure. you have good you have a good sense of
3: character no like I can just I think sometimes I can just tell if people are evil or not and
1: okay no you're probably right you know. she probably is evil. I mean who isn't yeah days? that's true
3: mm-hmm. uh but I'm like what $2,000 just give me a break and it's so ugh, I just hate it sorry yeah okay you're right So right, maybe right, it's right. a combination of my distaste for the person and my distaste for the clothes and I'm like Sia get out of goop you're not goopy come on
1: yeah I mean I'm sorry like I just have to say like for me like Sia is like extremely goopy to me Sia is a goop person but i not I haven't done the research yeah. like I haven't done I don't know about the Maddie thing I don't really know that much about any of it I've I've always kind of liked her music
3: you no know, she's written some good songs I mean uh You know, Chandelier is a good song. She wrote uh, Umbrella for Rihanna. That was a good song. Um, Titanium. um, The one from Six Feet Under is good. Yeah,
0: whatever. Hey.
3: Her Christmas album is, I mean, talk about Satanic. It is the most insufferable, horrific Christmas album I've ever listened to in my life.
1: I mean, I hate all Christmas songs, but I know that one. That one is like, it has, that one is just like dogs
3: barking. It's just like clanging bells and like it's just like you're it's like you're trapped in a in a crowded mall um and like people are like stomping over you for black friday deals and you're
1: yeah it does it it feels a little like it's
3: so chaotic
1: it's chaotic i
3: think maybe that is my issue with her is she just and i i I think i have a low tolerance for people that i find chaotic
1: but i don't again all right i don't want to bring i don't want to make this about me
3: (laughs) you're not chaotic i don't (laughs) Really? I don't think so. I mean, I could, I could see how you would think that about yourself sometimes, <laughs> but I don't find you chaotic.
1: Okay. Thanks. That, that means so much coming.
3: To me. Um, but I do have a low tolerance for certain people that I just, I think cause I, I am such a Capricorn and I do like, like structure. And so like there's some, yeah. something about someone like Sia, just like, I don't like it. I don't know how to explain it.
1: No, I, I can understand. And like,
3: I wouldn't feel safe I totally with get
1: it. No, you're right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like defend. I'm not going to put in the energy to defend Sia. Okay. Cause I, I don't know enough about the situation and I don't, I honestly, I just like chandelier. Yeah. The only song.
3: Like, let's just say, I feel like Sia has probably like hung out with Epstein and Ghislaine at some point.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Allegedly. Well, okay. Fuck her. That would be bad.
3: Um. All right. What was your craziest or your saddest?
1: Okay. So my saddest is like, also like this, like kind of goes into like the thing of like me feeling like a chaos person or like me being the Sia and you being the you or whatever, like me projecting is like these fucking behavior notes. They're in the, um, one of the goop guys, I think it's the hostess one. It's like for the Christmas thing for the Christmas gift guides or whatever. Mm. And it's like, they're just these notes that are like, I apologize for my behavior or they're like, Oh fuck, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. It's just like apology notes. Ugh. And like, I don't know who is my, I assume it's for people who have like substance abuse problems. Uh. Like, I don't know. Or, I mean, it's either that or it's a joke or it's people who have like personality disorders. It's like who everybody needs to apologize sometimes for doing something wrong. And you should be able to apologize when you do that. But if you're a, if if you like were hanging out with someone and they did something that was like really like unacceptable and it, the night ended badly because of it. And you, they sent you a note on a card that was like, oh, I fucked up or like, please forgive my behavior that had, they like already had purchased. Like, first of all, that would like negate the apology for me. Cause I would be like, okay, well, they don't change. This is like the definition of being unable to change because like you are so committed to having bad behavior that you've like purchased, made a purchase to assume you're going to fuck up in the same way, at least however many times, like 10 times or however many come in the pack. So it's like, And, and all I am to you, all my apology is, is like you pulling a note out of your notepad that you, you bought for just such occasions, and like writing my name on it like a thank you card or something like I don't want to see that.
3: Yeah, it seems like the sort of fake apology, apology of like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go through the motions of apologizing, but it, it relinquishes any sort of responsibility that you have for actually changing your behavior. Yeah. And like you said, the, the, the idea that you would pre-buy these, this pack, this multi-pack of apology notes means like something is deeply wrong with you. If you have to do this regularly.
1: And it's just so sad. It's like, I just imagine like myself when I fuck up and I'm like constantly trying to think of like something like charming or nice I could do to like make it make someone like me again even if I didn't even do anything that bad it's like this like sad like people pleasing behavior Mm. that would like encourage it's just the whole thing just feels extremely toxic like I don't like these cards and as soon as I saw them I just got like a like that feeling in the pit of your stomach where I was like this is this is not, this is, this shouldn't exist. That's those cards to me are satanic. Satanic.
3: I I do what you said at the beginning that it could be related to like recovery or like making amends seems like maybe a good, cause then it's like, if you are having to sort of mass apologize to a bunch of people, it seems like maybe a good solution, but.
1: Oh, see, to me, it doesn't look like that's what you send out when you're making amends. To me, it's like when you're in active addiction. And you're constantly having to apologize. I mean, that there's a difference between like that and like actually making amends. So like, that's where you're like, oh, I like threw up on your leather mm-hmm. sofa or like whatever. And you have to like try to, you're like, and you have like a shame over or whatever. And you're like, okay, I have to like fucking make this seem okay. So you break out your little, oh, oopsies, I fucked up or like, please forgive my behavior cards and like yeah. send them out in the hope that you seem like some sort of like, you know, like devil may care, kind of like wild thing that will like still be, that still like has some concern for other people. But like, that's not like a, that's not like a men's.
3: No, no. Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, yeah, desperately trying to to hold on to your friendships or whatever after you're being so toxic that's,
1: <sighs> yes that's what i see i i got the- that yeah
3: that is that whole situation just seems very sad um
1: but of course i totally project maybe maybe people are just sending them i don't know when they are flake. it just seems like whatever your problem is if you're sending those out, you, whatever your problem is, if you see those cards and you're like, that'll be perfect for me. (laughs) Like you have something that's unaddressed that you need to deal with. That's like beyond these cards. Absolutely.
3: Like you see the cards, you're like, oh, thank God. This will just like fix everything. Like,
1: whoo. Like finally my cards are like the thing that I do all the time. Oh, this is
3: so me. Like when I thought of these cards or it's just like, yeah, this is like the thing that I need in my life.
1: It's so sad. Or the other thing is that it could be like a really passive aggressive gift, like to somebody that you think is an asshole.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, if if you're you're giving someone else the cards, yeah, that, I mean, that's not passive aggressive. That is like,
1: because it's on the gift guide.
3: (laughs) That's really funny that it's on the gift guide. (laughs) I mean, that's so So if you're like, Oh, you know what I thought? I thought of you with these apology cards yeah it does i mean it's not to bring it back to housewives but it seems like something that a housewife would give another housewife and that like a whole season would be built around this drama from
1: this gift and they'd be like i gave it to you because you need to learn to apologize and i thought this would help or something and then they're like and then the whole thing is like and then apology would become the word that they say over and over again until it loses all meaning and they're just the apology wasn't good do you know how to apologize i know how to apologize like there would be something about knowing how to do it oh my god
3: yeah well do you guys agree disagree do you think that there's someone in your life that should have these apology notes
1: yeah what would what do you think about um people
3: uh okay oh quickly this is not very interesting saddest an article loungewear for all days that end in Y. it's like okay. we're past this this is not 2020 this is not deep quarantine I mean, I'm no, you know, fashion plate, but like, I don't want to, I don't want a whole article now about how chic these sweatpants are and how you never want to get out of bed. Cause it's like, this is, life is depressing enough without me having to read about this on Goop.
1: Life is really depressing these days, right?
3: Yeah. The whole thing is falling apart. And by that, I mean, yeah. planet earth and everyone it's on it.
1: It's all going to shit. I mean, sorry to be a bitch, but it is.
3: Yeah. It's like unraveling. We have to, I think just try to live our lives as best as possible and treasure our our family and our friendships and our relationships and try to um get pleasure in any way that we can because yeah
1: dedicate your life to pleasure i mean
3: yeah maybe i'm becoming like a philistine but i'm like oh if i'm enjoying something if i'm actually getting joy from it i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and anything that's
1: it and anything that's that's not
3: giving me joy i'm like gonna try to sort of cut that out of my life
1: Yeah, as soon as possible. Totally agree.
3: So maybe, you know, this these thousand dollar sweatpants are giving you joy, but it's like get out of bed, get dressed. That you know what's gonna make you happier? Putting on a pair of pants.
1: I did buy some skims. What are skims? Skims, uh, that is Kim Kardashian's one of Loungewear. Um, I mean, I think it first became sort of famous because she did like waist trainers and like Corsets and stuff, but she also has like loungewear, and that's what I bought. Not loungewear, like I guess like athleisure. <laughs> um
3: yeah, every I mean everything's athleisure. I guess you you can move in anything or you can exercise in anything.
1: I guess I wanted to have, and I don't know how well I'm gonna be able to maintain this, but so here's my philosophy, here's my dream. I want to have a set of clothes that are like casual clothes for like walking my dog, getting a cup of coffee, like just like kind of busting out my day that are not um, like fully like jeans, which are like my fancy clothes, (laughs) but aren't clothes that I would actually work out in. I want to keep them separate. So this is my attempt to do that. So I just bought two outfits and I was like, Because I'm having, you know, I'm moving to a new neighborhood. I'm having all these plans about like what my weekends are going to look like here. And I'm like, I feel like athleisure is going to come into play. Oh,
3: in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I just bought two little things. I bought two little outfits. No, that's cute.
3: I mean, as long as there are outfits that you like, it's just like the sort of they're
1: not sweatpants it's not sweatpants it's like bike
3: and it's not i mean i wear sweatpants a lot it's not even like the sweatpants themselves it's sort of the the fetishization of like oh i like to be so cozy and like oh like i don't want to wear hard pants and like this sort of this sort of disgusting disgusting. yeah it's like we all it's like we're all depressed we get it you don't have to like make it cute like we can just live in the in the trauma of what we're like living through and we don't have to like (sighs) Gussy it up.
1: We don't even to fa- or pretend that we are enjoying it. No, because it's like the sweatpants are not making anybody happy. No, they're actually making everybody more sad. I think so. Yeah, everything is so fucked
2: up.
3: Buy a ten dollar pair of sweatpants from Costco, but have a t shirt with like mustard stains on it. Like, just go all out if you're depressed. Like, just live in that depression. Go.
1: So, Yeah. Be depressed. Actually be the depressed person.
3: (laughs) Like how, yeah. How radical is that to actually be depressed and to like actually make people uncomfortable (laughs) with how sad you are? That is truly radical. What if
1: you like were depressed, but weren't acting like it was like cute or like something you were happy, you were proud of? Like, what if you were, didn't want to be depressed? Like, what if you tried to not be depressed? Like, what about that idea?
3: I mean, then, you know, you go to the doctor, get some SSRIs. I mean, and exercise. And I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. Try to sleep, uh, you drink know, water. Eat, yeah, drink water.
1: Eat well. Um,
3: you know, have, uh, have mind blowing sex with your partner, like on in like on coop sex and love.
1: Yeah. Sex, do the thing where you like do the energetic sex thing. Exactly. Do whatever you want. Who cares? It's your life. You only have one of them. Make sure it's just enjoy yourself.
3: Yeah. That's all we can, all we can hope for.
1: Yeah, but then you like have to like earn money and stuff anyway, it doesn't hmm. matter. There's... Who fucking... would you try? You try, try. Um, what else? What's next?
3: Try, what would you try?
1: Oh, <laughs> sorry, I thought that you were like making a point. I was, like, no, I was
3: trying to do a segue,
1: <laughs> I'm too stupid. Okay, um. Oh, I want to try like any of the products they have that like scrape your face. Like they have a few. They're like made of jade. They usually come with like a face roller, but I think there's more than one on here and they like you like scrape your whole face off with it. And that's what I want to try. I'm going to, I think I'll buy one and try one.
3: Try to scrape your whole face. So you'll be like, um, you know what
1: I'm talking about?
3: I, yeah. No, I've seen, I, I've seen what the things that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I want to scrape my face off.
3: <laughs> she'd be like um madonna and dick tracy as like what's that character she's like blank no face, face. Or whatever. no face yeah or
1: something yeah. yeah no that was like my favorite you know i was obsessed with that movie and i was obsessed with madonna in it oh
3: was. she yeah it's great i mean she's it's one of her only like great film performances i think
1: and i was i was breathless mahoney for um Halloween. oh cute
3: yeah. but the twist when she's she's like no face like <gasps> as like a kid who's never seen like a you know an actual like noir movie or whatever you're just like oh my god
1: I couldn't believe yeah. and she like yeah oh my god I fucking loved it I like hated her and loved her at the same time I like wanted to be her but I also hated her
3: yeah she's a I also- true femme fatale
1: <laughs> she also like in that movie she's got like a curly sorry to take away but she has like this like short curly hair and um I was like oh I have to get like short curly hair and my mom was like, you have blonde hair. I'm like, we'll just put it up. And I was like, no, but it doesn't look like that. And I was like, I insist on getting like a yellow clown wig that I thought looked like her hair. <laughs> so I was like wearing the yellow clown wig, like a black sequin dress. But then by the end of the night, I was like, you know what? And I just took it off and it looked a lot better. Oh,
3: it's so depressing when you're a kid and you see like a celebrity and you're like, I want to look like that. And you have you don't just have any of the tools to like actually do it.
1: And like, you don't even really understand. Like, I don't think I realized like, oh, that's like for a clown. And my mom was like, it's for a clown. And I was like, it will makes it work. That's what her hair looks like. Like, it was my
0: thing.
3: I know. Oh my God. I know. It's so sad. Like my, I just desperately wanted like the like froofy 90s, like middle part, like sexy teen boy hair. Oh, and it's like, like, um, you know, Jonathan Brandis or, um, a mushroom, Devin cap. Sawa. Yeah. All the, but like my hair's so thick and just like, it just looks horrible. <laughs> and I was like, you know, not, you know, I have like a round face. Like it just it was so bad. And I had, like braces. Oh, God. It's so
1: dr- we struggle. Yeah. We struggle.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, try. Okay. This is another recipe. This is funny to me because they're, they're, you know, they're selling this like, um, the goop cookware with like the different pots and stuff. Yeah. And so they have both Caitlin and Megan talking about like what their favorite goop pan is and like what the recipes they want to cook in cook with. And um, poor Caitlin, this is her job. And yet like Megan's version and like all of Megan's recipes and everything was just like so much better than Caitlin's. So Megan, she has a few. She's like a Mac and goat cheese that looks really good. Um, Some porridge. But the thing that I would want to try. Oh, also, by the way, I don't know that I've like explained this publicly. I am currently just completely obsessed with eating soup this winter.
1: Yeah, I am too. I'm really into soup. And also I have to make a confession. When I said I had a salad from Mendocino Farms, it was actually a soup. Brian got a salad. <laughs> but um, anyway, now I feel a lot better that I got. Yeah, that
3: Ooh, Soup is not sal- And soup. You should, yeah, feel proud of your soup. Like there's a new, oh, I'm proud there's a newish um, Vietnamese, like pho place in my neighborhood that I'm like obsessed with getting the chicken pho. And I actually made Alison Roman's matzo ball soup a couple weeks ago.
1: That was good. Which is
3: really good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this soup is like it's red lentil and caramelized onion soup. So it's sort of like obviously a combination of French onion and lentil. Mm. And, um, it seems like pretty, you know, easy as far as goop things go. So you're, you're using red lentils, you know, you're caramelizing onions and then you're doing a little, um, turmeric, cinnamon, coriander, cardamom. So there's like a little curry flavor going on and that's it. And I was just like, Oh, this is another great winter soup for my rotation
1: it sounds really good yeah um i'm gonna make it yeah i'm like soup it's it's time for soup everybody it's,
3: i mean and the, we get so our winters are like pretty short uh i mean matzo ball soup obviously but like fa. and i'm not you know i'm not eating hardly any red meat at all so i'm doing the chicken pho like pho ga i'm pronouncing that horribly from Enemies. oh god it's so good it's so good I never really understood how good pho is before this new place opened
1: I love pho um it's this might be horribly offensive
3: <laughs> say it like, Agnes I feel like,
1: in the, like I feel like I like pho more than ramen I know that they're not I know that they're not from the same they're completely
3: country. different but like I agree. Like ramen is, I mean, I love ramen, but it's so intense. It's so heavy. There's so much fat in it. You're not. There's so much going on. You're not feeling but refreshed. It's
1: like, yes, it's like the broth is so delicate. I do usually get like beef, and I like love it so much. And I love like putting all that shit in there, yeah. like the lime and all the stuff. Cilantro,
3: the bean sprouts.
1: It's like, yeah.
3: I'm gonna go full full cow and um, get the beef next time, just to.
1: Honestly, I love it so much, and I—that's the kind I always get. But that's me.
3: They have a vegan one too that sort of looks good, but you can actually switch out the broth. So I was like, oh, I want the vegetable one, but I want it with the chicken broth. I haven't tried that yet, mm. but I could do it.
1: That sounds really good. Yeah, I love like Vietnamese food in general. It's
3: delicious. Me too. I'm gonna—I'm actually gonna drive to uh, Alhambra tomorrow and get a bun meat in the morning because I've been craving mm. it.
1: Why is Vietnamese food so? It's
3: yet? so good. I'm like I and and I've always. I've always been like a Thai, like if I, again this is like condensing so many different like Asian cultures into one, which is like so offensive. I'm sorry. But like as a white American who like gets takeout, I always like um
1: is that how you're, you're that? White American. I,
3: I always yes, I, I always am like, you know, drawn Thai food is like my typical because I'm like, oh, it's spicy, it's sour, it's like it's a lot if I'm in that mood. And Vietnamese, to me, historically, has always felt a little more muted in flavor. And so I haven't been drawn to it as much, but now I don't know if this is a new phase of my life, but I'm like, Vietnam is where it's at. Like, that's what I, that's all I want to eat.
1: I'm all about it. Yeah. All
3: right. Enough white supremacist ranting from us.
1: Oh my God. Okay. What would you buy? Um, Okay. So I don't know yet, but I have, okay. So when I first compiled my list, I had like five things in my goop cart I emptied it out. There's the sale right now. It's a 40% off sale. I am, I don't feel like that much stuff is really on sale. I've really been deep into this thing. I guess like clothes and stuff are on sale, um, which, you know, of course I like them, but I'm usually on the hunt for like beauty products from goop. I think that the peels were on sale and like, maybe a couple of other things I might wait for more stuff to go on sale to take advantage of this
3: yeah I think after Christmas it'll get
1: it'll be better
3: good. yeah because I looked I mean I looked briefly and it was all it was pretty much all closed and I was like oh wait I'll yeah. want to wait till the fucking beauty products are on sale
1: yeah I mean there are a few but it's just not like it's just not everything also you know you can always like buy stuff and buy other stuff later you know you don't of have course to do it all at once Although I, for some reason, feel like I have to. Well,
3: it's that um, it's that shipping minimum that gets you. That I'm like, oh, I need it's to.
1: That shipping minimum.
3: But now that Goop has that wish list function, it's really great. Except now, of course, whenever you leave the site, I always get an email from Goop like, "Did you forget something?"
1: I know it's really annoying. Even if I don't put it in my cart, I just have to look at it.
3: And I'm like, "Don't you know who I am?" I fucking have to like research your stupid website every week. I'm not like in a. Box.
1: Yeah, don't you know who <laughs> I am? You bitches. No, they don't have any idea, which is probably
3: for the best because they're probably do see like that like the um analytics of like how often we are on fucking goop site and they're like they hardly yeah, ever buy anything like, what are these psychos 20%. doing
1: i i'm sure we're on the goop site more than anybody else in the world I
3: bet, yeah i'm sure we are honestly probably Ugh, yeah. they're like these should be our like two biggest customers of all time
1: i know it's like they're like are on it all the time they buy like one thing a year <laughs> <laughs> that's not sure i buy way more than that but anyway
3: uh buy what would i buy well i'm this is an oldie but a goodie um Mm. good old Jean, executive beauty director Jean godfrey june we know she she should be on well she doesn't live on new york in new york but i was like she should be on housewives Mm. uh Mm -hmm. she's recommending this bot okay i have always been a bar soap person interesting and i have a couple body washes but they're really cheap and disgusting and i don't really like to use them Mm -hmm. except I just now I'm I don't know maybe it's just like I'm so lazy like having a a, like a poof in the shower and just like slathering it with a really like soapy sudsy body wash is so nice Mm. and so I want a good one and Jean has advertised this thing called the garden of earthly delights
1: oh I think I've heard about that I think I've I think I know this
3: Probably, yeah. It's a company called Sang Sangre de Fruta. I don't know what if that's Spanish or French or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But
3: um, so you get it in a bottle and then it's environmentally friendly. So like the refills come in like a plastic, like t- um pat like a pouch. Yeah. And it's very chic. It's wait the fuck, it's eighty-two dollars the refill? No, that can't be right. Is it eighty-two dollars? Yes. Yeah. I think it is. It's a, big it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's the
1: black. It's black. Yeah.
3: It's an entire liter. Yeah. Okay. So it's $82. Yeah. So that'll last you for a year, hopefully. Okay. I guess, I don't know. It's don't so know. expensive, but I'm like,
1: it's a liter. It's a
3: liter, And it's like something you use every day and, and maybe it's worth it. Right.
1: Maybe.
3: I mean, okay. Here's it's cedar, sandalwood and bergamot. It just seems like, it, and I just, to, to smell like Jean is just something that, yeah, we can all aspire to do. And it, I don't know, the whole thing just seems chic. And I have been, you know, going between my fucking Dove bar soap and, like, horrible, like, Bath and Body Works, like, $3 body wash that I get for free when I buy a can. It's like, it's so depressing. I'm like, I need something different in my life.
1: Yeah, I get it. I do get
3: it. So I might, I might bite the bullet and get this for myself or you know what i have a christmas and i have a birthday coming up so hint hint everyone okay <laughs> mostly just okay. if john is listening to this <laughs> uh yeah so that's what i would buy
1: i think that's a good one
3: it seemed yeah it's like uh it hasn't been over i mean i don't know if it's new on goop or we just haven't talked about it that much it seems like and if gene's like singling it out i to pay attention i
1: mean she's doing it for a reason
3: okie doke guys okay well i hope you enjoyed the show me too next week you might not get an episode next week to be honest
1: yeah because it's thanksgiving Thanksgiving. (laughs) it might not happen um so we might see let's just say we won't do it and that'll just cut the tension and like no one (laughs) will have to
3: about exactly, it. and then the the week yeah. after we will do a regular and a bonus for sure. Maybe for we'll then. watch that Sia movie.
1: Let's watch it. I mean, I'm scared. I don't want to watch. I it. sort of
3: do because I've been talking so much shit about it, but now, I, so I sort of want to watch it.
1: Well, that's it's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Okay. So you guys have a good Thanksgiving or have whatever. You, you whatever do. you celebrate
3: if you're not in America. God, if you're not I'm, in America, i so sorry for
1: centering ourselves mm. Um. okay but seriously thank you so much for listening and we love you and we'll see you in two weeks
3: alright bye
1: bye